0: Romans, the 13th chapter, the pastor I was just with, he said, when you go through a book like Romans, he said, you got to come up for air every once in a while. I'm not sure if he meant me or you. (laughs) One of us, Um, he said, there's just so much, you know, there. Uh, Romans 13, verse number 11 is um, the topic of our message again this morning. And that knowing the time, that now it is high time to be awake out of sleep, for now, we, and we talked about the first half of that verse, but the second half, for now, is our salvation nearer than when we believed. There's, there's two words that flank the word salvation there at the end of that verse, and one's now and the other's near. Um, and that's what we kind of want to talk about this morning. But let's read on, verse 12, "...the night is far spent." the day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Let us walk honestly as in the day, not in rioting and drunkenness, not in chambering and wantonness, not in strife and envying, but put you on the Lord Jesus Christ and make not provision for the flesh to fulfill the lust thereof. Let's pray once again. Fathers, we bow before you. We Ask that you would be with us, that you would speak unto us, that you would make yourself manifest, that you would open your word by your spirit, that you would teach us and instruct us that we might know, uh, that we might be able to see, that we might be encouraged, that we might be able to encourage others, that we might be able to glorify you in that which we know that we are to do. In Christ's name we pray, amen. You may be seated. So, like I said, there's two words that flank the word salvation and when you think about the word now, it kind of speaks of urgency, doesn't it? I mean, it's now. It's something you need to do now. Um, whenever we've told our kids to do something, you know, I've, I've, Teresa and I both have told each other before when we've phrased things a certain way, it's, you know, we make sure we let them know it's a command, it's not an option. You know, this is not a suggestion, clean your room. No, this is something I'm telling you to do it now. You know, go clean your room. Um, and the pastor was talking about this at the camp he said you know if you're not specific about how the room ought to be cleaned he said what are you going to find all the toys in the closet not in all their places and the bins they're supposed to go Um, but this now speaks of urgency and when you think about the word near I mean that kind of speaks of proximity doesn't it Um, a nearness we're thinking about here Uh, and what is this now and what is this nearness in relation to it's to salvation Um, now behold you know now is the day of salvation you know now the lord is near now you should call upon him um you know later there may not be an opportunity um the end is near uh the end may be here before you know it uh you may think that you've got a lot of time left but you don't um so this is the now and this is the near um you think about places like Hebrews 3.12, Take heed, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. There's a now that we are to be you know, watching and praying. We've been talking about that. We need to watch and we need to pray that we not enter into you know, temptation. Um, we think about the near. He's nearer today than he was yesterday. Now that's, that's a welcome thought to most of us. The Lord is nearer today than he was yesterday. You know, I remember listening to the preacher preaching some of these texts when I was a kid, you know, and they were fearful texts, you know, when you would think about the Lord's coming and the Lord being near and the day being at hand and repent, you know, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, that sort of thing. Um, they, were, they were texts that I took to heart uh, they were texts that, that troubled me. Uh, they were texts that, that, that I needed to do something with now. They weren't something that needed to be done with later because if I didn't do something with them now while the, the iron was hot and being struck upon the anvil, you know, it's going to cool, you know, and it's, it's going to drift away, and it's going to go in one ear, you know, and out the other, so to speak. But he's nearer today than he was yesterday. Now is the time. You know, redeem the time. I, w- I was looking at the thing that... that um, Anna's painting for you sister Shelby I was looking at the thing that, that Anna's painting for you right now and it's talking about redeeming the time um is that what it says at the top the bottom of it says waste it wisely you know yeah 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 redeem the time you know is that what the top part of it says our time is precious waste it wisely she's Anna's painting something for sister Shelby um So, redeem the time. The days are evil. Um, You know, wasting it wisely, you know, that's kind of tongue in cheek, right? I mean, you're not going to waste time if you're using it wisely. You're going to redeem the time, you know. Uh, But it helps you to think about how precious time, you know, really is. Um, Our attitude's not one of, when you think about now and near, our attitude's not one of laxity and laziness. Um, You know, that our, our, our master's returning soon. You know, and, and and so, you know, it's not laxity and laziness. It's 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 being you know, faithful and it's being diligent. Uh, we're gonna give an account of our time. Um, so now is the time more than ever. Now are we closer than we were before. Now well think about this. Have we grown in grace? You know, can you look back over the past few years and seen that you've grown any? You know, I hope so. I know when the kids were growing up we had the little little chart we still have it we it was on paper um you know a lot of times people do it on the door you know casing and so you move out of the house and it's gone you know but we had it on paper and so all the kids you know are there there's a point in which you can see there was a year where Andrew actually exceeded my height you know but but it's marked you know out there and and my point is that we ought to be able to see that in our lives we're growing spiritually we're growing um and, and we're going, we've been given, if, if, you're, if you're faithful, right? He who's faithful with little, will be faithful with much, right? And so if we're faithful with what we have, then we can expect the Lord's going to give us, you know, more. And here we are, you know, growing. Um, we're more prepared today in this now, knowing that the Lord is near. We're more prepared today than we were yesterday, I think, in some respects, Right. I mean, I'm not, maybe not 24 hours ago. Maybe we haven't grown that much in 24 hours. Um, but we're more prepared today. You know, I, I think about Brother J.T. giving a defense of the gospel today. He's more prepared to do that than he was on day one as as a believer. Um, and so we're more prepared today than we were yesterday. We've been given more, and we're more responsible for what we've been given, and we're to use it, you know, wisely, um, knowing that it is now and knowing that he is near. Um, now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. First Timothy four sixteen says, Take heed unto thyself and unto the doctrine. Continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt save both thyself and them that hear thee. Uh, the 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 Bible camp, they were they were the pastor was preaching from Deuteronomy you know, six, and and uh, loving the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. You know, hear, O Israel, I, the Lord, I'm one. Um, you know, he went through some of those those verses in the sixth chapter, and he was talking about our children, you know, and teaching them when they, when they you know, get up in the morning, and you go about the day, you're, you're teaching, you're instructing. When you, they go to bed at night, you're teaching, instructing. You sit down there in the middle of the day, and at lunch, you're teaching, instructing, you know. Um, well, here we are, taking heed of ourselves, it's not children in view here, it's people around us, unto our doctrine continue in them, or in the doctrine rather, for in so doing this thou shalt save both thyself and them that hear thee. Well, all of this got me thinking about a couple of things. One was the parable of the, of the ten virgins. They all fell asleep, you know, but you know, now is the time you know, to awake, you know, that kind of thing. That was kind of more last week than it is this week. This week, you know, I, I was thinking more about the parable of the talents, You know, we've been given some things. We're going to think about. You know, now is the time, we're talking about awakening, we're talking about this here, about taking heed in ourselves, that saving ourselves and them that hear us according to this doctrine that we have, this understanding that we have, this learning that we have, this truth that we have, the gospel that we have. It's an everlasting gospel, you know, the, the scripture says, but you think about those talents, and you got the one that had five, and you got the one that had two, and the one that had one, and the one that had five exchanged his and got five more, the two exchanged his and got two more, and the one didn't do anything with his but bury it in the earth. And when the Lord returned, he said, thou fool, more or less, you know, your soul is required of you. You know, what have you done with what I've given you? Uh, well, I buried it in the earth. Here it is back to you. Uh, you should have taken it and given it to the exchangers, you know. So we, we have that that parable, you know, there for us when you begin it in Matthew twenty five fourteen. it says the kingdom of heaven is as a man traveling into a far country who called his, his own servants. These aren't somebody else's servants. This is his own servants. And he delivered unto them not their own goods, but his goods. You know, this is in the prodigal son who says, Father, give me you know, that which is owed unto me, Do unto me. You know, at your death, I want it now, not later. No, these are the master's goods. These are not their own goods. They are his goods. They belonged unto him. He called his own service, servants and delivered unto them his goods. They were to be used for him. Your body the talents God's given you all that God's given you it's his Go in that new driver's license it's the Lord's what are we going to do with that driver's license well if I do what the scripture says I ought to do with that driver's license then I'm going to do all that I do whether I eat or I drink or I drive uh, or whatsoever I do to the glory of God you know and that was the verse of scripture that we had to quote each each day uh, it was kind of a Uh, during the camp but that's what we're about everything that we do we're to do all to the glory of god so our abilities are his he has lent them to us and they are to be employed for him that's one of the points of this parable he gave the one five to the other two another one to every man according to his several ability you know what you're not going to be able to say well lord you gave me five but you know I didn't have the skills to do anything with him. I just didn't know what to do. Uh, I hadn't hadn't been trained and qualified on that particular talent there. No. He gives according to your ability. And what he's given you is to be employed by you for him. And you're going to have to give an answer, you know, for that that he's given. So five have given to one, two to another, another to one. According to his several ability, and straightway he took his journey. He's gone. Our Lord is risen, but he's coming back. Right? He's coming back. And here we are in the interim. Here we are. We are his servants. We have been we have been placed here. I don't want to say left behind, because that brings a whole you know, I said it anyway, right? But we've been left behind. <laughs> We've been left behind um, to employ and trade with his goods for his glory. We have been employed to trade with his goods for his glory. Well, we see that the five talents which were traded and gained five more. And likewise, the one that gained two gained another two. And the one that went and digged his money you know, into the earth, uh, he hid it so we're looking at proportions here i know in a sense you had five two and one um, but the five were given because he was able to do something with the five the two because he was able to do something with the two and the one he didn't even do anything with the one but that makes me think of places like romans one i mean here's the knowledge of god here's a suppression of the truth you know, here's understanding that God's given of himself and yet they deny him and they would worship and serve the creature more than the creator. Um, and God gives them over to a reprobate mind um, they, to they defile themselves, you know, um, amongst their own you know, you know, bodies amongst themselves. So, um, you know, you see you see here these proportions that were given. But don't despise the person who had the one. Can God not do something with the one? He can do some of the one as much as he can do something with a two and a five. I mean, we understand the guy that got the five because he had the five was not because of, the, of his own abilities. I mean, in the end, we, we, we're going to be able to say, Lord, we've just returned and given unto you what you've given unto us. I mean, any praise that I give unto God is because he's given me the ability to be able to praise him. Any knowledge or understanding that I have is because he's given it unto me. Um, you know, it's really by, without him, like, we can do nothing. We know that. So the ability is God-given. And so here we're to employ it. On his behalf unto his glory. So after a long time the Lord of those servants cometh. And it says in verse 19 that he reckoneth with them. How many spend their whole lives without ever thinking of the reckoning that's coming. I mean a lot of people go their whole lives without thinking much about the reckoning that's coming. We must give an account of our lives and what the Lord has given you know, unto us. I mean, a lot of people are in the Proverbs 24, you know, realm. A little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. And so shall we mention this last week, didn't we? Shall thy, thy poverty come as one that travaileth, and thy want as an armed man? Then you get into verse number 20, and it says, So he that received five talents came and brought five other talents, saying, Lord, thou hast delivered unto me five talents. Behold, I have gained beside them five talents more. And his Lord said unto him the thing that we all want to hear. Right? We all desire to hear at the end of our lives. We all desire to hear this same thing that he's told here. His Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. What kind of servant are we to be? Good and faithful. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. So, I thought about this five-talent person. Do you think the five-talent person, even though he gained five talents, might have thought, I could have done more. I could have done more. Don't we think that a lot? Lord, I I could have done more. I should have done more. So here's this man that's gained you know, five talents. He probably thinks, I could have turned it in. Maybe I I should have turned it into 20. I only turned it into five, but I should have turned it into 20. Well, the parable is speaking not so much of what they'd done for other people as what they themselves had gained. You know what have you gained? I know that that fruit that we bear, you know, benefits others too. But what have you gained? What have I gained? What are we doing with what God's given unto us? Do you have more grace? We've already asked. Have you grown? Have you increased in your walk with the Lord? I mean, I hope we have. I mean, how's how's our prayer life? I know it kind of waxes and wanes in some respects, but but. I hope that that we're more intelligent in in understanding, you know, what we ought to pray for, how we ought to pray. Um, you know, it, it's it's it, where are we? You know, do, can we call can we call, you know, an hour of prayer like Fannie J. Crosby would call a sweet, you know, hour of prayer, you know, is prayer sweet, you know, unto us? You now, I'm, I'm, again, I understand there's times that we find ourselves in situations where it's, we have difficulty, you know, in praying. You know, but you, you, you think about how that the Lord's instructed us even to pray. You know, there might have been a time when we began that, in fact, that thing that we were, we were watching yesterday, Sister Shelby, that, that man was talking about, well, I say the Lord's prayer every night. And the man who was questioning him said, well, I used to do that too. Until I understood that that's not what it's all about. Um, just reciting something, vain repetition. You know, that's not what it's about. I mean, this is, this is an outline, sure. But it's, I mean, I'm not saying that I've never prayed that prayer. I have. JT, you ever prayed that prayer? Yeah, I've prayed that prayer before. I meant every word of it. Uh, I was having trouble praying. And I'm like, Lord, I I need help, you know, praying here. Uh, I'm just going to start out praying, you know, what I know that my prayer is to consist of. uh, And and I'm going to ask that you help me to be able to pray. Um, But have we grown? Have we increased in our walk with the Lord? Um, you know we're we're responsible to do what we can you're not responsible for more than that are you I mean do what you can every day you know my kids I've told you before they'd come to me and say well ask you know my sister to forgive me but she won't forgive me you did what you were supposed to do you did what you could you know did you sincerely you know ask them to forgive you did you confess your wrong and sincerely ask them to forgive you well have you done that you know now now it's it 's their part it 's their responsibility to to forgive you uh, i 'm not saying that you don 't try to continue you know but 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 you you can't you can 't make them forgive you is the point. We do what we can um, you know Sister Shelby was talking about when we we talk to people and they have no interest they 're even blaspheming the things of god well we 're not to cast our pearl before Swan. You know, we can we can give them what we're able to give them, and we see this is not profitable. This is not you know helpful. This is not going to be of any benefit to this person. All they're going to do is blaspheme these things. Then all I can do is in the conversation maybe walk away and pray the Lord would use the things that we did say, that He would take just like you know if you had a sore you know and you kept pressing on it, get some attention you know that the Lord might dig in there you know and, and use something. You know, that we've said. You've had those people come back to you before, haven't you? You know, they, they they said they had no interest. They didn't want to hear. They wanted to shut down the conversation. I'll talk to you about something else, but not about that. And come back years later, the, the little bit that you were able to say. And say, you know, I'm sorry about that day. The Lord really used that, you know, in my life. He wouldn't let me alone. Uh, well, maybe he wouldn't let them alone because he was praying that they wouldn't be left alone, you know? Um, But what what can we do? We continue to pray for them and seek the Lord on their behalf. Uh, We're responsible to do what we can. Uh, We want to hear in the end, well done, thou good and faithful servant. So he that received two talents came and delivered them unto the Lord and gained two other beside it. And the Lord said unto him, well done, good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler of many things. Enter thou into the joy of the Lord. What greater reward? What greater reward than that? What greater reward could we have than that? To hear the Lord say unto us, well done. We know we're not earning, you know, our inheritance. We're not earning our salvation, you know. But at the same time, you know, the the oldest among us would be JT, you know, that that has made a public profession to know the Lord. And the youngest among us, you know, that would, I guess, be Cohen, because you're younger than Anna, Right. You know, but both of you are nearer one more day to the Lord. You know, can you just sit back? You know, we, we, we went down there to that Bible conference, and it's right there on the Guadalupe River, and we got into inner tubes, and we floated. Was well, that what JT and, and Cohen are to do? I mean, I'm in. Let me just float on down the river. Well, if you begin floating down the river, you're going to be going the wrong way. Uh, because in this life, we're going to have to swim against the current. You know? Um, we're going to, have to swim against the current, against the tide, you know, of this world. Um, you know, against the evil of this world. We're going to have to stand, you know, as it were, in, in the midst of a dark place and be a light. Um, you know, we can't just coast the rest of the way. Uh, we, we've got to give an account of how that we, we used our time. We used our talents. We used the things that the Lord gave us. Did we use them for His glory? We're, we're under direct commandment. From heaven above to, to, to do all that we do to the glory of God uh, so this man took the two and he gained two more and he receives this 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 statement this this greeting not a statement it's a greeting he receives enter into the joy well done good and faithful servant enter into the joy of our Lord And you know, we, we go about doing the things that we do entering into the joy of the Lord every day um fear and trembling yeah it's it's it goes on and on every day doesn't it i mean we, we can't get lazy about this mm-hmm. and if, if if we have salvation and that's what's coupled you know in in between this this now and near then we will do that faith will work won't it we don't gain our faith by our works. We don't gain salvation by our works, but faith will work. I mean, James talks about that, doesn't he? I mean, it will work. If you have this faith, then it's going to manifest itself. I mean, it's like it can't help but do it. It's, it's going to find itself, you know, being what it's called to be. It's, it's going to be true to itself. Uh, it's going to show forth Christ. Uh, it's going to do the things that we've been called to do. Uh, it's going to work out. Uh, your salvation with fear and trembling you know it's going to do all that we do you know to the glory of God Um, so you know talk about returns I mean the world you know invests things and they get returns off their investments hopefully but think about this return well done good and faithful servant I mean what greater thing could we hear I mean I've I've gotten pats on the back from the coach good play you know you know good tackle or great hit you know in baseball you know or Uh, you know, whatever the case may be. Uh, But those are nothing. Those accolades of the world are nothing. I could be an Olympian and get a gold medal, you know, and be adored by millions of people. Nothing in comparison to this. Well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of thy Lord. Then he which had received one talent came and said, Lord, I knew thee to be a hard man reaping where you have not sown and gathering where you have not strewn, And I was afraid and went and hid thy talent in the earth. And so here, here's what's yours. It is, his. it all belongs unto him. <laughs> I mean, when I think about the cattle on a thousand Hills. The only person I know in this room has got cattle is brother JT. Those are gods. You know, um, I think about Aunt Martha, and she got a new car, and somebody ran into it, and she told uh, my uncle, She said, he was like, you've got to get that fixed. And she's like, well, you know, it's just, you know, pride. Uh, this this is the Lord's car, you know, I, it's, it's, it's not mine. You know, it's, it doesn't have to be fixed. Um, you know, it all belongs to him, is my point. Um, by the same token, I've got a good friend, David, uh, that, that he pastors in Louisiana, and he was going to buy a truck from... Um, Another pastor, and and this side of it looked great. And when we walked around the other side, it was all torn up, all down the side. And he was standing there looking at it, and the older pastor looked at the younger pastor and said, son, it's just pride. You know, and it is, isn't it? I mean, well, I'm not saying we shouldn't take care of things that we have, uh, but it is. It's just pride. I mean, did it hurt whenever whenever you went through that gate and it scraped the side of the car, Sister Shelby? It, it hurt our pride, didn't it? Uh, it hurts our pride, um, you know, when those things happen. Uh, But what are we about? It's not about us. It's about the Lord. It's about His glory. I mean, if we're going to live in that realm where our pride's not going to be hurt, then we're not going to speak in the the sight of men. You know, we're not going to give an answer to them that ask. Uh, You know, we're going to, well, somebody might hear. uh, You know, that's not us. You know, that's We don't need to fear men. You know, we're going to let our light you know, shine brightly, right? Let it so shine before men that they may see our good works and glorify our Father which is in heaven because this is what I want to hear. This is what I want you to hear. You know, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Enter into you know, the, the joy of thy Lord. Um, but this man, um, he's, he's apparently not concerned you know, about, about hearing that. Uh, the Lord expects a greater return than just the talent that he's given, you know, unto him. Every one which hath shall be given and from him that hath not even that that he hath shall be taken away. And so this was taken away. He says, I was afraid and I went and hid thy talent in the earth. You what know, is what is this the equivalent of? This is the equivalent of, of, of rebellion and unbelief is what it's the equivalent of. Like I said before, Romans 1 says they hold the truth and unrighteousness. God showed it unto them. They're without excuse. I'm kind of paraphrasing, you know, here when they knew God, they glorified him not as God and became vain in their imaginations. Their foolish heart was darkened. They changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made into like a corruptible man. Therefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts who changed the truth of God into a lie and worshiped and served the creature more than the creator And as they did not like, you think about this, as like this kind of a capstone, as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them up to a reprobate mind. I mean, the guy with one talent, he wasn't thinking about his Lord. You know, that thing was buried over the earth and he went about his business doing what he wanted to do. Um, He wasn't seeking to glorify God in everything that he did. He wasn't seeking to make some return upon what the Lord had given unto him. The Lord answered and said unto him, Thou wicked and slothful servant, thou knewest that I reap where I sowed not and gather where I have not strong. Thou oughtest therefore to put, put my money, have put my money to the exchangers and then at my coming, I should have received my own with usury. You know, he was condemned out of his own mouth. I didn't do anything with it. Take therefore the talent from him and give it unto him that hath ten talents. For unto every one that hath shall be given and he shall have An abundance. So those who have faith, we live by that faith, we walk by that faith. Guess what? Given more. Well done. Can you can we hear that in this life? Sure. I mean, here here we're we've been given this, this faith that we have, and we believe and trust the Lord, and we go into a difficult circumstance, and we come out the other side, and our faith's been increased. It's been strengthened. We've seen the Lord faithful. Uh, We've seen the Lord do some things that that we wouldn't have seen otherwise had we not gone through, you know, that difficult time. And it's like the Lord saying, well done. You know, here, I'm going to give you even an increase of faith. So he that hath faith shall have more faith. He that hath um, a taste of heavenly things, we're going to have a greater love for them. Do you have a greater love for the things of God now than you had, you know, 20 years ago? You know, I hope so. I hope that that, that that desire, that taste, you know, that hunger for and thirst for righteousness hasn't been increased. Um, it hasn't been quenched yet, has it? Um, you, know, you 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 long for more. You desire more. Desire to glorify the Lord more. To honor Him more. To love more. I mean, I I I realize that I've I've thought I've loved people in the past, but the longer I walk with the Lord, I find out you know I could have loved them more. I could have loved them better, you know, than I did. You know, I I could have picked up the phone maybe and and called them. You know, I I could have sent them an encouraging, you know, message instead of just, you know, praying for them and saying, well, I'm I'm praying for you. You know, I'm not saying that's not anything. That is something. It's encouraging, you know, but to keep encouraging and continue to encourage and to do whatever I can. If I see that they have some sort of need to seek to seek to fill it. You know, I, I remember there was a pastor at one of the Bible conferences that is, while he was there, his transmission went out. And I knew a man that, that owned a transmission shop that was there at the conference. I didn't have the money to fix his transmission. And the man didn't have the money to fix his transmission. You know, and he certainly was going to be in a difficult position because he wasn't going to be able to have his vehicle to get him home, you know. And so I said, Lord, I don't have it, but I know people that do, that are here. And I went about, and, and I asked this brother, and I asked that brother, and I asked another brother. And I told him the situation, and before long, you know, before the day was out, the money was there to be able to fix that brother's transmission in his vehicle. He didn't ask for that, you know, but 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 there it was, and I went to the brother that could fix it, and I said, brother, you know, is there any way You know, I I know you're still working during the day, you know, while the conference is going on. Is there any way you could get, you know, his vehicle in there and get it fixed before the end of the conference? He said, sure, brother, I think I can do that. He said, but I, you know, I can't afford to fix it for free. No problem. Here it is. And he was like, wow, you know, we just heard about this this morning and it's already there. Well, the Lord blessed that. Um, You know, I laid it upon my heart to go about and do that. What I'm saying is we do what we can. You know, maybe I can't fulfill the need, but I know others who can. And I can go to them. Maybe they don't know about the circumstance. Maybe they don't know about the situation and say, can you help this brother? He's in need. Um, this is what we're called to do for one another. Um, and so do we hear in those things, you know, well done. I mean, what reward are we looking for? You know, am I looking for, the, for somebody to stand up at the conference and say, I want to acknowledge Russell. You know, he found out about the situation. He went about doing these things. He got this taken care of, got it together, and got this transmission fixed. Way to go, Russell. No. Not in the least. Not in the least. But if we if we can feel and understand and know the smile of the Lord upon anything that we do. Now I've told you before when I used to mow this yard out here as a kid. I mean the Lord impressed upon me, You're doing this as unto me. You aren't doing this because your grandfather instructed you to do it. You aren't doing this because your father instructed you to do it. You're doing this as unto me. Well, now there's, there's favor that's smiling upon this task. There's joy in that task that there wasn't before. Because before, let me tell you, when I was told to do it, I was like, I'd rather go fishing. You know, I don't want to mow the yard. And you know what? Brother JT, those lawnmowers have levels, right? And I thought, if I put that thing all the way down on the bottom where I'd mow the dirt, I wouldn't have to do it next week. <laughs> and my grandpa come out and say, son... You're mowing it too close. It's going to kill all the grass. I'm like, well, that was kind of my point. But I didn't say that to him, you know. Um, but the Lord's not pleased, you know, when we when we treat the things that he's given us to do in that way. You know, but if, we, if, if we're if we about doing it to honor him, there's joy in it. It's not grievous. It's joyous. Uh, we, we, we were glad to do it. Uh, we rejoice to be able to do it. Um, but this man, that wasn't the case. What he had even was taken away from him. And verse 30 says that the Lord says, cast ye the unprofitable servant into outer darkness and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. So are we profitable? You know, are we going about seeking to use what the Lord's giving us so that it would be profitable? You know, profitable to those around us, profitable, you know, to the the glorifying of God, to to the glorifying of Christ. Um, You know, our salvation, we're being told here, is nearer. It's nearer than when we first believe. No, we're not coasting. No, we're working. Um, in fact, when I think about that, I've been thinking about my grandfather. He used to call out a hymn uh, that work for the night is coming. You remember that one, Brother JT? Work for the night is coming when men, man shall work no more. You know, we're, we're, we're to be busy you know, about our father's business. That's what the Lord, you know, said unto Mary and Joseph when they went looking for him. He was in the temple, and he said, you, you must know I'm, 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 I'm busy about my father's business, you know. And so that's what we are every day. We're busy about our father's business. Whatever we're doing, we're busy about our father's business. Uh, we want to hear that thing that we, that we heard this morning in our earlier time, you know, in a sense, you know, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. You know, we know that speaking of our Lord Jesus Christ. But here I am, I'm I'm, I'm a child of God. You know, I want to hear that the Lord is pleased, you know, with me. And there's no greater reward to be had than that. Um, Our salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Um, Heaven's paradise is nearer than when we first believed. I want to get to the end of my life and not have regrets. I want to be on my deathbed and not have regrets. Uh, I want to say that I burn my candle, you know, for the Lord, even if I burned at both ends, Uh, even in the hospital bed, you know, who do I have to witness to? You know, maybe it's the person coming to turn me in the bed so I don't get bed sores, you know, but I can still, if I have presence of mind, you know, witness to that person and testify of the goodness of God. And they may think of me and say, well, here you are in this hospital bed, you know, how is this good? You know, here you are unable to get up and walk anymore, you know, how is this good? Uh, and be able to explain to them, you know, the goodness and graciousness of God, uh, and that that, that this, this life is such a short, you know, I mean, as far as eternity is concerned, it's such a short time. You know, are you ready? Are you prepared? You know, I'm going to go and be with the Lord forever. You know, this isn't going to be my condition forever. You know, I'm not going to be in this hospital bed forever. I'm going to be free from this fleshly body it's the wages of sin that's death that's caused this to be the way that it is but christ has come you know to redeem us uh, to, to, to 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 pay you know the, the the purchase price of our pardon you know that i might have his righteousness and i might dwell in the house of the lord forever um you know i'm, I'm here to tell you the good news of the gospel even though i'm not able to get out of this bed god's still good and that's confusing to them in a sense. You know, how could you still say that God is good? God's gracious. God's good. God's righteous. He's right to put me in this bed. You know, the, the, the right thing for him to do would have been to cast me into hell. Uh, but he's gracious and he saved me, you know, from a devil's hell. So are we ready every day? Uh, because it's now. The time is now. And salvation is nearer than when we first believed. Uh, the, the day is nearer. One more day nearer. Uh, to when we, we are, are going to be with the Lord forever. You know, if we know him, if, we, if we're his, uh, to we're going to be with him forever. We were there, you know, from Tuesday to, to, to Friday at that Bible conference. And every day, you know, I was thinking to myself, I was enjoying myself. We're one day nearer to the end of this thing. Uh, it's, it's going to end. This conference is going to end. And I'm, it's not that I don't want to go home. You know, I'm glad to go home. But I'm enjoying, you know, what's happening here now and the preaching of the gospel and the fellowship, you know, with the saints here and the time to spend with the family, you know, and not having to work. I mean, it's, it's an enjoyable time. But the end was near. The end came. It came and gone. And, and it's like that in our lives, isn't it? The end is near. We're one more day closer. I, I, I know it seems like there's much longer span of time, but we really don't know that. I mean, it may be tomorrow. You know, the end will come for any of us. Um, Are we ready? Are we ready for the end? The end is near. Um, It invokes different feelings for different people, doesn't it? You know, for us who are in the Lord, it's unequivocally crystal clear that we are ready. I'm ready, Lord. I'm ready to go home and be with you forever. Um, That's what Paul said about it, wasn't it? He said it is far better for me, far better. It's far better to go and be with the Lord. But it's needful, he says, for me to be with you here and now. Um, So we're ready. For others, they're not so sure. And we pray for them, that the Lord would graciously grant them by His Spirit the certainty that they might know, that they might make their calling and election sure, that they might know that they're in Christ. What's at stake? It's the salvation of a soul. Uh, I was telling uh, Sister Shelby yesterday, there was... There was a fellow that was out at the farm that was working there that I don't really like so much. I don't really care for him. But you know what? That's a soul. I don't need to look at a person that I don't care for. I need to see a soul that needs salvation. You know, I was talking to him. I was asking, he's, he's an Hispanic fellow. <clears throat> and he and his son were speaking a lot of Spanish. And I'm sure they were saying things <clears throat> that they knew we didn't know. But it's convenient for them a lot of times to act like they don't understand. And I was asking him, I said, how do you say God in Spanish? I knew. I knew what it was. And he said, he said, what? Gum? Say gum in Spanish? Yeah, he, he knew what I had said. But he didn't want to talk about it. Uh, but I forced him. You know, I said, no, I said, God. How do you say God in Spanish? I said, it's Dios, isn't it? And he said, gum? Now I knew he knew. His son, who doesn't speak any Spanish, I mean, any English really, speaks mostly Spanish, hardly any English, understood Because I was saying, the creator, the one who's made all things, God in heaven above. And he said, "Gato," I said, no, I'm not talking about a cat. I know what that word means too. I said, God. And his son said, Dios. You know, his son almost seemed like a little embarrassed that his dad, you know, was acting that way about the whole thing. But I told Sister Shelby, I said, if that's as far as I got, and I was called away at that point to go and do something else, I said, he had to think at least that little bit of time that I was able to speak to him, he had to think about God. Uh, he knows that today we're here. He, he mowed the churchyard yesterday. Um, he, he knows this is where we'll be today. Um, you know, so anyway, you know, we, we want to go about doing what we can, whenever we can, whatever we can. Um, you know, that what's at stake. It's the salvation of a soul. That's what's at stake. God's going to judge. God's going to punish sin. And either that man's going to bear the weight of his sin for eternity. Or he's going to turn and he's going to repent and he's going to believe upon the Lord Jesus Christ that he might be saved, that he might have a righteousness that is alien unto himself, that is not his. It comes from the Lord. That he might escape condemnation. That he might escape judgment. That he might escape hell. Titus 2.11 says, For the grace of God that bringeth salvation hath appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lust. We should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present world. I hope, even though there's a language barrier between me and that man, that he can see a difference. He can see a difference between himself and Christ, you know, in me looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior Jesus Christ who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people that are what? Zealous of good works. Zealous. Zealous. You know what a zealot is? Boy, that's, you know, that's, that's somebody that, I mean, they're just fixated and focused upon. The, 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 it's this and nothing else. Well, that's us. It's Christ. For us to live is Christ. And for us to die is gain. So, no, we can't coast the rest of the way. Now speaks of that urgency. Near, the end is in view. You know, the fullness of time is coming. we, 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 We talked about B.C. and A.D. earlier. And here's that, that dividing line, and, and the Lord having come into history, the God of all history who knows the end from the beginning is coming again, and time will have an end. We will pass from time into, you know, eternity. But now and near, the Bible speaks of today being the day of salvation. Today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts all men everywhere have been commanded to repent you know a summation of the christian's view of time we th- we think of time differently don't we go when you think we think of time differently than the world does you yeah. know we think of it in terms of the end is coming the end is near the world doesn't think of it that way and the world thinks about it's finally five o'clock it's five o'clock it's finally friday uh oh i'm gonna use my vacation days you know uh, oh, it's a holiday. I don't have to go to work today. Um, you know, the, the world thinks of time, you know, in, in, in those ways. Um, but you've probably heard these lines before by C.T. Stud. Only one life. Anybody? Twill soon be passed. You heard this before? Only what's done for Christ shall last. You know, that one talent was taken away. The two gained two. The five gained five. But but here we're talking about the only thing that's going to last. It's what's done, you know, for Christ as far as our lives are concerned. And, and the, if you've heard that before, there's more to it than that. It says, give me, Father, a purpose deep. We have a deep purpose. Give me, Father, a purpose deep in joy or sorrow. Thy word to keep. Faithful and true, whate'er the strife, pleasing Thee. In my daily life, only one life, twill soon be past. Only what's done for Christ will last. Oh, let my love with fervor burn, and from the world now let me turn, living for Thee and Thee alone, bringing Thee pleasure on Thy throne. Only one life will soon be past, only what's done for Christ will last. Only one life, yes, only one. Now let me say, Thy will be done. And when at last I'll hear the call, I know I'll say, "'Twas worth it all. Only one life t'will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ will last. And when I am dying, how happy I'll be if the lamp of my life has been burned out for thee.'" Uh, but the, mo- the most famous part of that is the only one life t'will soon be passed. Only what's done for Christ you know, shall last. You know, there's coming a day soon when, you know, like you think about the flood and the ark and the men that were outside it. There's coming a day when the door's going to be shut. Time's going to come to a close and there will be no more opportunity for men to repent. Acts seventeen thirty one says, because he hath appointed a day in which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men in that he hath raised him from the dead. Salvation's near. Salvation's near. The day of our Master's return is nearer than when we first believed. And the Scripture speaks of it this way: "The day of our redemption, it's what drawing nigh. It's drawing nigh. You know what we have now is not all. You know we talked about the danger of men, but what we have now is not all. You think about the earnest. We have the earnest of our inheritance. We, we've we've just drunk like we said this morning from the stream, but." We're gonna drink from the ocean, as it were, you know, above. And what we have now is not all. There's more. There's more. There's more to come. Our best life's not now, you know, it's it's to come. There is greater, there is that which is more glorious. We have but a foretaste. Most of our salvation. Think about this most of our salvation is yet to come. It's still a future. I mean, the fullness of our inheritance is future. That's what I'm trying to say. Isaiah 64, 4 says, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear. We know this mostly from 1 Corinthians 2, 9, right? Neither hath the eye seen, O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. When you get into 1 Corinthians 2, 9, it says for them that love him. You know. Isaiah 46, 9 through 13 say this, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is none else. That makes me think back to the Lord as one, right? I am God, and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times, the things that are not yet done, saying, My counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a ravenous bird from the east, the man that executeth my counsel from a far country, yea, I have spoken it, I will bring it to pass, I have purposed it, I will also do it. Hearken unto me, ye stout-hearted, that are afar from righteousness. I will bring near my righteousness. It's near, right? Salvation is nearer than we first believed. I will bring near my righteousness. It shall not be afar off, and my salvation shall not tarry. And I will place salvation in Zion for Israel, my glory. Now is the time. Our salvation is nearer than when we first believed we're saved yes i have salvation but i don't have it yet in the full do i i still have this flesh and blood body i still contend with it brother jt is talking about that sensation on the side of his face it was kind of aggravating well for the most part my flesh is kind of aggravating (laughs) and i'll be glad when i get rid of it you know and i'm glorified um but this thing of salvation what does salvation mean doesn't it carry the meaning of deliverance i mean we've been delivered from sin's bondage. We've been delivered from sin's judgment. We've been delivered from hell. But it's more than that. It's more than just deliverance from those things. It's also preservation. We're being kept by the power of God. That seems to have kind of been a theme today somewhat. We talked about that uh, earlier. It's deliverance and preservation. God not only delivers, but He also keeps. Sanctification. It's happening no yeah we're growing in grace we're increasing in faith absolutely absolutely uh, we're being sanctified um, and we shall be glorified right so but it's God who keeps us Salvation's a present reality and a future certainty all because of his grace all because of his power Like we said last week, we have been saved, we are being saved, and we shall be saved, right? So, this is this thing of salvation now and near. We have it now, but it's also near, it's also coming. Men don't think that. Peter talked about it in 2 Peter 3 4 through 7. Those who are outside of Christ, they say, Where's the promise of his coming? For since the fathers fell asleep, all things continue as they were from the beginning of creation, but this they willingly are ignorant of, that by the word of God the heavens were of old, and the earth standing out of the water and in the water, whereby the world that then was being overflowed with water perished, perished. But the heavens and the earth, which are now by the same word, are kept in store, reserved unto fire against the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. The first, you know, coming men weren't prepared. The second coming men won't be prepared either, will they? There'll be some calling for the rocks to fall upon them. But we know that Peter goes on to talk about the Lord's not slack concerning his promise. As some men count slackness, a day with the Lord's is a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. No, no, the Lord's fixed a time. God's fixed a time that he will come. Um, There will be no delaying it. There will be no hastening unto it. Uh, We long for that day, certainly, but he has fixed a day when he will return and he will judge all men. We, as Peter talks about that very thing, he says, we are looking for and hastening unto the coming day of God, wherein the heavens shall be on fire and shall be dissolved and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for a new heavens and a new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. And we're talking about he who's declared the end we don't usually start with the end. I don't know Anna likes to read. Anna, have you ever gone to the back of the book? No? You had not done that yet? I did that as a kid. Like, I want to see how this ends. You know, It didn't really spoil it for me. I was glad because most of the books when we were kids had happy endings. Nowadays, I watch something on TV and it doesn't have you know, some sort of... It's like, why would you end a program like that? That is awful. You know, there, there's, not, there's not any resolve here. You know, just left like feeling like it was, wasn't worth anything. Um, it wasn't worth it. But for us, that won't be the case, will it? I mean, it will be worth it all when we see Jesus. Life's trials will seem so small when we see Christ. One look, and you were talking about that, brother, will behold his face. One look at his dear face, all sorrow will erase. So, what are we talking about here? Bravely run the race till we see Christ. Press on. on, yeah. Right? Yeah, we're to run the race, aren't we? Run the race. Lay aside every sin that that's so easily beset us. Run the race with all diligence. You know, he said that about himself. I've, I've, I've run the race. I've kept the faith. You know, there's, there's, there's a crown of glory that awaits it's not all for nothing, is it? You know, it's all for everything. Everything that we desire is 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 awaiting us. We have the earnest of it, but everything—salvation—is near. Um, we can't even begin, you know, to to uh, go beyond, you know, what the Scripture tells us about heaven. Um, but what a day, you know, that will be when when we see Him, when we behold Him, when we look upon His face, the One who saved us by his grace when he takes us by the hand and says well done good and faithful servant enter into the joy of thy lord and so until then it's like ecclesiastes 9 verse 10 says whatever your hand finds to do how all your might do it with all your might for there is no work nor device nor knowledge nor wisdom in the grave where you're going We're in the now. We've been talking about now and near. We're in the now. I could have stopped at 1230, brother. <laughs> we're in the now. We're in the now. But the end is near. The end is near is what Paul's telling us here. We see through a glass darkly. 1 Corinthians 13, 12. But then face to face. Now we know in part, but then we shall know even as we are known. Revelation twelve ten says, I heard a loud voice. Saying in heaven, now, here's that word again, right? Now is come salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ for the accuser of our brethren is cast down which accused them before our God day and night. Isaiah 25, eight and nine, he will swallow up death and victory and the Lord God will wipe away tears from all faces and the rebuke of his people shall he take away from all the earth for the Lord hath spoken it. And it shall be said in that day, Lo, this is our God. We have waited for Him and He will save us. This is the Lord. We have waited for Him. We will be glad and rejoice in His salvation. The end's near. The end's near. Your hopes, you know, all that you've hoped for in Christ is near. You know, heaven is near. Your eternal abode is near. Being with Christ forever is near. Um, These things are near unto us today, nearer than they were yesterday. he's coming again to take you know the, he told the disciples right he said the manner in which I'm going to come again I've gone to prepare a place for you and I'm going to come again and take you unto myself the, the disciples are still looking up into heaven and the angel said what are you men of Galilee doing staring up into heaven in the same manner you've seen the Lord ascend he'll return again and that as bound to brought to their mind what the Lord said I'm coming again to take you unto myself um, he prayed there in the garden that we might be with him where he is also, uh, that we might be one as he and the father are one, that we might be one, We'll be brought into that oneness nearer than we've ever been before. Uh, Lord, help us to live in the joy, you know, of that as we go forth every day doing all that we can to the glory of God. Let's stand. I wanted to sing uh, another hymn today, but I don't know that, that um, anybody practiced it, but um, you, may have, you may have sung this before. May the mind of Christ my Savior live in me from day to day. You know that hymn? By His love and power controlling all I do and say. Have you heard that hymn before? No? Don't know that one? May the word of God dwell richly in my heart from hour to hour so that all may see I triumph only through His power. May the peace of God my Father rule my life in everything, that I may be calm to comfort the sick and the sorrowing. May the love of Jesus fill me as the waters fill the sea, Him exalting, self-abasing. Back to John again. I must decrease and He must increase. This is the victory. May we run the race before us strong and brave to face the foe, looking only, only unto Jesus as we onward go you know kind of has something of what we've been talking about today Um, again that we may do all that we do unto the glory of God well let's uh let's go to the Lord in prayer and and, uh, return thanks unto the Lord for the meal Hmm. a long journey. Yeah. Well. Mhm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, we we know something of those long journeys. All of us do. Um you know, and how the Lord's brought good out of them even though they were difficult days and they were protracted and and, and continued days. I mean, I'd look here, you know, And Cheryl and and her having to use that thing, and she'd like to get rid of it, and we hope that she can. But she, at the same time, she may not. We don't know. We don't know about that, but we do know this: the Lord's coming for us. (laughs) We're going to be taken home, and none of these things are going to be a problem anymore, anymore. But it is good to. To let let the redeemed of the Lord say so, and, and uh, to give thanks unto the Lord, enter his, his courts with thanksgiving, and give thanks for the prayers of the saints on behalf um, of of our our grandchildren and our children and, and situations. And I am sure, there is other things that are that are here. There is things that we know about, things that we don't know about. There is things that are going on in people's lives, um, and uh, we pray for one another throughout the week, even when we don't know things you know that are specific. Um, we pray for one another and ask the Lord to to be with each of us, that we may, in this respect, we're talking about this morning, that we all may be able to do everything that we can do every day, that I can come to the end of the day every day and say, Lord, it's been a good day. It's been a good day. I thank you for the opportunities that you gave me today, you know, to be able to, to do that which you call me to do and to be that which you call me to be. And I know that you're able to do more than I was able to do with any of it. Uh, but I just want to be faithful. I just want to be faithful every day to do all that I can do every single day for your glory. Um, to, what, what a way to live every day. Uh, what a way to go about every day, to get up every morning and say, Lord, give me grace today to sustain me throughout the day and to speak the way and to hear the way and, and to, to, to do everything that I do with my hands and my feet, you know, my eyes and my ears you know, in a way that pleases you. What else could we ask for? What else can we hope for um, than to be able to live in a way that would please him? Uh, without faith, the Bible says that's impossible. It's impossible to please him. But the remarkable thing to me is that we can please him, that we can please our heavenly father. That That is, that is an amazing thing. We know it's only because of Christ, but an amazing thing that we can go about our day and we can please our heavenly father and he can look down upon those things and be pleased with us in what we do and what we say and how we go about you know the things that we say and do so lord help us i, th- I think that's what paul's trying to impress upon us uh, it's now it's near wake up you know go about do all that you do to the glory of god use the talents that he's given unto you for his glory Look to the end to hear that well done, good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of the Lord, of thy Lord. So, well, let's, let's pray.